Hello and welcome to Across the Bifrost. This is the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. My name is Ryan Doze, and on today's episode we are going to be going all the way back to the beginning of Thor's run in Marvel Comics, all the way back to Journey into Mystery 83. Yeah, we're going 60 years into the past to talk about the first time that Thor graced the pages of a Marvel comic. Last time we looked at this comic, it was like the second episode of the show, and I was going solo. I had no one to back me up. But today, I figured the best way to revisit this issue for this anniversary-style episode would be to bring on some friends of the show. Yeah, we're going to talk with Michelle from Moonlit Comics and Jacob and Matt from Werewolf by Night. All of them great friends of the show, incredibly encouraging and supportive of this show and of me. So, hey, I invited them to come come on the show and we're just going to have some drinks. We're going to have some laughs and we're going to go page by page through the first appearance of Thor in Journey into Mystery 83. It's going to be a heck of a time. We've got a lot going on in the show these days. We've had interviews with Jason Aaron, which, by the way, still blows my mind that Jason Aaron was on this show just a week ago. If you haven't listened to that, oh my goodness, you need to go and check that out right now. We've got some great episodes planned leading up to Love and Thunder. Yeah, a little bit of a little movie called Love and Thunder is coming out really soon. I hope you're going to go see it. So needless to say, there's a lot to be excited about in the world of Thor these days. But right now, the thing that I'm most excited about is for you to check out this roundtable fun friend chat that I had with Michelle, Jacob, and Matt about Journey into Mystery 83. So let's check that out. We are going to be revisiting Journey into Mystery 83. It has been one year since we've talked about this comic. It has been 60 years since Thor's first appearance. And we figured it was just pretty much time to go back and go page by page through this comic. Last time I did this by myself and it was boring and I didn't really enjoy it. This time around, I decided let's go all out for this anniversary style episode. Brought three co-host not not one not two all three and we got kind of like a a, a lady sif and the warriors three thing going on tonight <laughs> with my three guests jacob balcom and matt howell from werewolf oh. by night and michelle from moonlit comics so i'm hey. just gonna go around and reintroduce themselves to you guys <laughs> jacob why don't you tell the listeners uh who you are and uh maybe what episode you were on last because you've been on the show before that's right. I was on the show talking uh, about the, um, yeah, Jason Aaron's uh, Goddess of Thunder run. And yeah, yeah. I had a blast talking about uh, Jane Foster. And yeah, Aaron's, I think we went through, yeah, the six issues, I think. Yeah, we hit yeah. we hit a pretty good section of Jane's story when she when she actually takes the hammer. Yeah, I feel like um, like my appearance was your your record for longest episode, which I don't know how I feel about that. I, I feel like maybe I should have been a little more succinct in my covering no, of the issues. We're, we're not going to be succinct today. Why be succinct okay. in the past? All right. Uh, well, I listened um, to it all in one sitting without having read any of the issues. I was totally entertained. It was good. 
Okay, Th- thank you. That that's Matt. My I, I'm I'm a host of a podcast called Werewolf by Night with uh, who you just heard my uh, co-host Matt Howell, and yeah. So I do I do that podcast and I I, I love comics podcasts and I love uh, talking with you guys about comics. Which seamless transition to our next guest, Matt Howell, the other host of Werewolf by Night. This is Matt's first time on the show, so it, we're breaking new ground with Matt right now. Yep. Uh, I, I I thought it was like Rocky Horror Picture Show or something like that. That when they find out you're your virgin, it's your first time. They bring you up on stage and they humiliate you or something. So I was just kind of trying to hide, but that's not going to happen. Um, hi, get up here, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Yeah. And then, like, also returning to the show tonight, Michelle from Moonlit Comics. She was here for our Moon Knight review and the quintessential uh, Thor story, Age of Kanchu. Um, which if you read the story, you know, it's not quintessential because Thor and Moon Knight never really interact. Um, but Michelle it's so awesome to have you back. Thank you, Ryan. I'm happy to be back, especially with Matt and Jacob. This is just fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would like to think so. Like I told you guys, I feel so special just hanging with all the cool kids this week. Like this is <laughs> this is a, a, a treat. But uh, yeah, Age of Conchu was insane. But we had a great time chatting about it last time I was here. And uh, this is the first time I've ever read Journey into Mystery. And it's it's a wild story. And I'm just, yeah, happy to be here on a Friday night hanging with you guys for, uh, yeah. That's I'm all so- I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine i'm so glad to have you guys here because uh like i said last time i did this issue i did it alone and it was not that much fun um because i had also just started my my, my own personal journey into mystery with the show this was the first comic i ever covered on the show and i listened to that review back and turned it off because it's not that good uh Aww. so today we're gonna we're gonna hit some home runs and uh, we're going to have a good time. Uh, when Michelle was on last, she asked me what my Holy Grail Thor comic was. And I think you had said like, oh, is it like his first appearance? I'm like, I was like, no, it's not his first appearance. But uh, I kind of forgotten how silly this story was. So yeah, you guys want to jump in? We're going to let's jump in. Do you want to know my relationship with the character at all or how I feel about <laughs> should we, Matt? Should we spend a little time oh, making fun of uh, crippled people? I've been wanting to ask you this. Yeah. What is your relationship with Thor? I've never really liked the guy. <laughs> he's, we are off he's, to a fantastic start. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you know, the you know the cliche, like the Force of Verily and all this stuff. He was always just kind of a, a weird dude that I never really connected with. I love mythology, world mythology, um, so I was always interested in Norse mythology. But the Marvel version of him and uh, the Norse one, I just never really trued up. I never really. Uh, I don't know. I just, I never connected with them. Uh, my, my first major experience was when I got back into Marvel comics and the early aughts. And uh, my first Thor was Core, the cloned Thor that came back during, uh, what was that? Oh my okay, Civil War? Gosh. The first Civil War? Seriously? That yeah, abomination? That, that's my Thor. That's the real Thor. Oh. It's like how Ben Riley is the real Spider-Man. Oh my no God, Matt. I fear that I've made a mistake. <laughs> Matt, we're we're similar ages. You didn't read Simon since the word at all when we were kids. I've read a little bit, and it's cool. And I always like wanted to go back and do it, but no, I've never read the whole thing. 
Oh okay. my gosh, Clone Thor. <laughs> Ryan Thor. has convinced yeah. me. Ryan has convinced me that I need to read Simonson's Thor because I wasn't very familiar with the character at all before Ryan roped me into reading Age of Khonshu by Jason Aaron, which is a oh. very modern run. Aside from like a handful, a handful of Bronze Age Thor comics that I randomly own, um, pretty new. So. Honestly, Ryan, Ryan's thinking this was a terrible idea, but the, here's the good news. I'm a producer <laughs> and I've been doing this type of stuff okay. for a long time. And I tell you, you throw a couple people like us in the deep end of the pool, watching them, f f you know, swim and try and keep their head above water. That's good entertainment. That it would be fun to the watch. Warp, warp, warp <laughs> as the bubbles. Um, no, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Um, yeah. And I will even give you some free content. I will read the Simons and Omnibus and I will give you a pocket video review or whatever. You can give it to your Patreons and like, I will go, Who are you know, you? I will take ayahuasca and read the whole thing and give you a full review covered <laughs> in vomit and my own feces. <laughs> and, and I will be born again as a, as a uh, non-core fan, a Thor. Fan. There's the mad I know and love. I envisioned this like mystery science theater and so mm -hmm. far not too bad, <laughs> but oh, I just, I, I can't imagine the, the Patreon uh, title for that. Like Matt Howell rips Simonson apart, like yeah. that, that clickbait type style. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, that, that I would, would subscribe. I would, yeah, subscribe. I would, I would too. 10 terrible thoughts. Matt Howell has about Walt Simonson yeah, oh, man. From, on screen rant. Yeah. I would pay. Yeah. I would pay I good money for that. I see all the screen grabs that the Comics Gate guys do for their YouTube videos with all the clickbaity. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll take whatever drugs you want me to take. <laughs> well, everybody, head over onto Patreon for a video that's not there yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, so I, I just wanted to come out. I want to come clean, honestly, and just say whatever expectations you had of me as a guest. I I, I don't have a ton of experience with the character outside of um, some team books and some some arcs and some runs, but like. Yeah. I've never like buck, you know, knuckled down and just read a bunch of the guy. So, um, well, and, and there's go. a reason why I suggested that Michelle go all the way to the eighties to start reading Thor, uh, because some of these early ones are really wacky and this one is not, this one is no, is no different. Um, no. but we ready to jump back into journey into mystery 83, 60 years ago. I will raise my hand occasionally. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Did he always, how long did he have the wrestling belt? uh so th that's a good question so earlier on like he he did this belt like for a few issues and then they kind of just like made it really bland like a yellow sash okay uh, and there's a storyline where he gets a really important powerful belt that's kind of the MacGuffin for the for the issue uh but it's not really ever really focused on past these first handfuls of issues so any other attire questions we need to address before no but i do have a comment i, I have one comment I, I will say i really love the cheesy silver and bronze age stories there's just oh. a, a certain charm and quirk to them and some people may read them and absolutely hate them and laugh but I freaking love these stories, man. They're so good. And I think that's why I like Jacob and Matt and what they do with their podcast, because, you know, yes, we can sit there and roast and make fun and laugh, but at the end of the day, they're, they're enjoyable. It's and they're just, of love. Yeah, yes. they're fun. They deserve Last love. question. Are the circles <laughs> on the frontest piece of his uniform, are they solar panels or magnets? Solar. None solar. of the above. Okay. They have no function. They really don't. They're more of like okay. a like a sigil. Um, okay. For, like form a, is function. 
Yeah. Matt. Well, Jacob told me they were yeah. solar, so he lied yeah. to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we here we are thinking Thor's promoting clean energy and like no, he's just he's just trying to make a fashion statement. Yeah. Yeah, he's just shooting craps. Okay. Yeah. Boxcars. Any more questions nope. before oh, we wait. jump in? I don't think we asked Jacob what his relationship <laughs> with Thor is, did we? <laughs> Yes, I think he's questioning I, his I other heard it on the podcast. I did my uh, Ryan. This podcast has gotten away from you now, and uh, no, no, I I did on the episode previous when yes. when Ryan and I were on, but but no, my my um my relationship with Thor was that my first issue was the um Simonson's first uh, issue of Thor. So Beta Ray Bill at the end uh, takes yeah. up the hammer, and and yeah, so Simonson is very 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 important to me. Awesome. And yeah, and that like Michelle, once you dig into Simonson, like having read this story, that like why Beta Ray Bill gets the hammer will make it it'll have a little more significance, I guess. Um, yeah. but we're gonna jump into Journey into Mystery 83, and we're gonna actually start okay. with the cover. It, it feels appropriate to start with the cover. So uh <laughs> 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 Whew. if you just want to give me the finger at any point. I will tone it down uh, a couple notches. Nope. It's been a long week. Oh I'll probably, I'll, you know, long week here as well. And yeah. I'm sure some of our listeners have had a long week and they're like, no, this feels appropriate. <laughs> this okay. feels like <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> I am, I'm here to serve you. So just let me know. I appreciate that. We, this is going to be the most fun episode you've ever recorded, right? <laughs> well, it certainly won't be the most coherent. So, yeah. <laughs> so we start off on the cover. 12 cents, 12 cents for this first inaugural is, I mean, journey into mystery had been running for a long time. Like, uh, if, if you don't know, it was an anthology book where they would throw these kind of weird, wacky stories in. They'd have some, some mystery stories there that, you know, obviously, cause the title is journey into mystery, but now like everything in Marvel is kind of shifting towards superheroes. And at this point, like the fantastic four have made their debut Ant-Man's made his uh, debut, the Hulk and Spider-Man. And the next guy in line was Thor. Uh, Stan Lee wanted to do a, a God-like superhero and Greek mythology had kind of been done. So he's like, what about, what about Thor? So he and Jack Kirby put this idea together and we're, we're given Thor, uh, the, the mighty Thor, the most exciting superhero of all time. The most exciting superhero of all time. That's just... totally yes. And the saga begins with this issue, and like the main art for this is uh, Thor on a rooftop, which he never touches a rooftop in this comic, uh, not not once in this issue. But a bunch of the uh, the stone men from Saturn are jumping out of kind of this spaceship uh, onto the cityscape. Uh, again, that never appears in the issue. And he's uh, swinging the hammer around, looking very heroic, uh, like the most exciting superhero of all time would look. And uh, yeah, that's our first cover, the the iconic cover of Thor's first appearance. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen this image before many, many times. Yeah, and it's been homaged multiple times as well. It's true. Very true. It's always nice to see. Um, what what uh, month and year was this published? Sorry. So this was August of, would have been August of 62. Okay. Yeah. So, so who, who, what other superheroes were, they were publishing at this point in time? So it was Fantastic Four, Incredible Hulk, Ant-Man, uh, the Wasp had not shown up yet. 
Okay. Ant-Man and then Spider-Man was Spider-Man was the last superhero to debut before Thor did. So they're kind of hot off of like Amazing Fantasy 15. Okay. Um, That's my question was. I was getting at like was Spidey is this just before or just after Spidey? Just yeah, before. this is just after Spider-Man debuts. So they've just had kind of like a a, a a hit with him. And so now they're gonna try and keep that ball rolling with uh with this god, which was very different from what they had already done. So hmm. okay. Let's see if he's the most exciting superhero of all time. I agree. I agree. That's a good, that's, it's a, it's a good mentality to have going into this one. The the second, the second page who had the second one. I Okay. Matt, how? Um, so we get a, a gorgeous splash page here. Uh, just Kirby, mighty Kirby uh, image of Thor holding his hammer out towards the, the viewer. And there's a starburst coming out of it. And uh, he's got that beautiful Kirby face on him. And he's saying, the legend has come true. By the will of the gods, I am alive. I am invincible. I am Thor. And that's just an absolutely gorgeous image. That should be a poster. Um, I wish. And in the bottom left, there's two little inset panels that show uh, the figure of Dom Blake uh, in the uh, fjords of Norway. And he's got a cane with him. And he's vacationing in Europe. And... um, yeah, he doesn't see that behind him a silent, strange UFO is landing, um, as you don't. And um, yeah, this guy. Okay, yeah, I have tons of questions about Don Blake. I know a Absolutely. little bit about him. I've read some Don Blake stuff, but like, I mean, obviously this is his first appearance. But um, I, I don't want to spoil stuff, so we'll we'll get there when we get there. But yeah, yeah I was. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of questions. We'll get them to them. But I love his belt. I love this guy's belt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, totally. this art's like this seems pretty iconic to me, even more than the cover, I would think, among Thor fans. Yeah, th- like this, like Kirby would go back to this pose like so many times, and like the face, the face really doesn't like Kirby's Thor face like doesn't change. Doesn't it's very, to. it's very, uh, very similar all the way throughout his run. Yep. Great musculature, uh, the the foreshortening, like from the hammer back to the forearm to the shoulder, like Kirby, man. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and beat a, a dead horse. So, yeah, it's like it's like when you meet a comic book fan, it's like, oh, you're a fan of Jack Kirby, like the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, it's like saying you're a fan of Oxygen, you know, yeah. it's, it's like the Beatles, like, yeah. oh, man. Oh, you like have music? so much in common. Cool. You like music. <laughs> Hmm, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, so this is absolute gold. Um, can't say enough good stuff about it. Yeah, I love that that Don Blake is just vacationing alone in Norway on a secluded shore. So sad, right? Well, he's a right? disgusting, lame cripple, so he needs to just. Move they on say with his that own life. so many times. Like, they they do but i love it so so i don't know if it's just because i've listened to marvel by the month too much and and listened to them go through all these thor issues i can't see don blake without actually saying lame dr blake yep <laughs> because yeah, that's no, that's yeah. how they that's how they describe him and that's how he describes himself like uh, like it's, he, it's so let's it's, enable his self-hatred yeah well we're enabling his self-hatred and we're just going to refer to him now as lame donald dr blake dr Aww. donald blake Poor Don. 
poor Don. Okay, so so the next page, guys. All right, we are introduced to these mysterious aliens <laughs> in the spaceship that we just saw on the opening page, and um, so we see a bunch of these tiny green stone men as teased on the cover. Um, exit the spaceship and they realize that their strength is increased with this oxygen rich atmosphere on earth um and they they demonstrate that strength by you know one of them pulls a tree out of the ground and says behold it's a plant how thing. easily plant i lift thing. this plant thing <laughs> yes this plant thing out of the ground um and then one of them jumps off a cliff and says now watch as i prove the invulnerability of our stone bodies without the slightest hesitation i jump for I know that nothing on this puny earth can harm me. Okay, so then the narration explains to us that an aged fisherman has spotted the aliens as they are using weapons to disintegrate a tree. Okay, as they say uh, that it'll be child's play to conquer the planet when our when our main invasion force arrives. So we, we get to see that these these tiny green stone men are very strong. They're very capable. They could rip out plant things. They can jump off uh, ledges. They can they have these cool little weapons that they can disintegrate trees with. And uh, yeah, it's pretty scary. I, I don't think Earth stands a chance. And... <laughs> Listeners, do you hear the fear in her voice? <laughs> but I will say, though, that, that, that the aged fishermen that we see, like spotting them from afar at first, I thought it looked like Willie Nelson or something. But I think it's a, it's a hat and not a headband. But it is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has a mustache, like the white mustache, and it's kind oh, of cute. It's the redheaded stranger. Wow, yeah. I, I had no idea. I immediately thought of like uh, you know Sam Elliott, like uh, Sioux City. Yeah, that's a good one. That's I like sarsaparilla. you, dude. I like yeah. your style. Why do you want, curse so I want, much? I want this aged fisherman to be like just say Silverado. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love these little guys. Um, you know, I know this is coming off the fifties and 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 Alien mania but um they look like easter island statues with uh matching bodies like they dug themselves out of the ground and that's what the rest right. of them look like and i love that this whole little scene of like hey guys look we're super invulnerable here i'll midsummer myself and just jump off this cliff and <laughs> but i'm not gonna die he's not our brightest stone man no <laughs> no but you're right matt this is very typical for the the period uh, beforehand for more for the atlas age and yeah. more for this uh, anthology title, Journey into Mystery, because, yeah, I, I swear to God, Kirby has done these stone men before. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, him and Ditko were responsible for so many of the Atlas era stories. And and so, yeah, they basically just start, you know, because it, uh, because of the comics code, they're not able to do real horror stuff. Right. So so they they default to this uh, this uh, aliens from another world, like pretty much every issue. Right. So, I'm sure if uh, Stan, Stan sits on a piece of paper and farts in this time, like there's yeah. a script for one of these stories. Like, oh, <laughs> oh just, just draw it, Jack. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> draw yeah. it, Jack. That was lunch. That's, I, remember that's a... telling, I, I remember telling Ryan when we decided we were going to review this issue that I was so excited to find out who these little green men on the cover were. And um, I'm so this is perfect that I had this opening page where we got such a great introduction to these alien stone men. It's, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Do but they ever you... turn up again in our Earth, our world? 
I got, I got, I got, a, I got a few notes for you on this page. Um, my, my, my off the top of my head notes. Uh, so there are two names uh, named stone men. One of them is named Korg, who you may know from, uh, from Taika Waititi's seminal performance in uh, right. Ragnarok and the upcoming Love and Thunder movie. And the other stone man is named Gore, G-O-R-R. Oh. Which is where Jason Aaron got the inspiration to name the God the God Butcher. Butcher. Huh, you know, know, I wondered about that. I should yeah. have mentioned. I should have quoted that part. That's some good gore. trivia there, Ryan. That's so, well, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that until uh, I I I was able to ask Jason. I was like, "Where did you get the idea for Gore?" I was like, "Well, there was a name of one of the Stone Men in the first." Day. I was like. Son of a! How have I never noticed that? <laughs> That's, That's so, so cool. cool. That so, is so yeah. Cool. Uh, Gore awesome. the God Butcher is named after one of these stone men. So. That's cool. I and I like it. that the spaceship looks like an ocarina with a Glock right on the top. <laughs> 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 yeah. Totally. Oh, an ocarina with a Glock. That's so great. Oh man. Oh, Jacob, why don't you hit us with the next one, man? Well, I am. Oh, yeah, that is me. Okay, I am four. So, yeah, the aged fisherman that we had seen um, before he kind of runs back to the village and tells all the villagers about the aliens. And uh, guess what? They don't believe him, which, again, is the story of uh, this is a thousand stories in the Atlas era Marvel. Uh, one guy says, be gone, old man. Do not waste our time with fairy tales. And I like that you see you see lame Dr. Blake in the background. He's hearing this. He's a little intrigued. He's uh, decides to go explore the uh, area. And I, I, I like he so he finds these rock uh, alien monsters. And they're conveniently saying at the time that he finds them death to anyone who discovers our presence, <laughs> which which I thought was really funny. And he tries to sneak away, but steps on like the loudest twig in the forest and then they and he uh what what does he say he says i can't run fast enough they'll soon catch up to me and then he trips and falls and then kind of goes and finds a cave he's like i'm helpless without my cane you know yeah oh yeah he loses his cane goes find some caves to hide in at the end he says made it but they're bound to find me soon if only there were a way out and then we see him there's a great panel i love that panel at the bottom there kind of where he's looking right at us he's shaded in like blues and blacks and he's like back there there is another exit i love that panel oh it's a badass panel it really is really great inking there mm -hmm. like using that shadowy like he's backlit so like mm -hmm. everything is kind of flooding over him yeah it, well, and it's a classic nine panel page yeah like, and there's so much that happens here in nine panels like at the beginning at the beginning of the page you're like oh the old man's gonna run and tell the town like normally that would be like that'd be the whole page like telling him relaying the story but no like at the end of the page he we were already in the cave where he's gonna find the cane like it's just efficient nine panels it's great yeah mm -hmm. The next page, we're actually in, we're like, we're amping up this story because it's only like 13 pages. We're amping it up so fast that this is where Don realizes that uh, there's a boulder blocking his way and he can't push it out of the way. Uh, but there's a secret door that opens up and inside that, that new room that's been revealed to me, he sees something on the 
kind of the, an elevated rock before him. He says, it's a secret chamber. Thanks, Don. Uh, but there's nothing inside except a gnarled wooden stick like an ancient cane. I wonder perhaps by using this, if I could, uh, as a lever, if I can move the boulder. Well, he can't. Uh, so he, you know, has a little bit of a, a temper tantrum and he smacks the stick on the rock and he, he, he gets half of a what out as lightning is shooting out from the cane going on to uh, the iconic page five of, of the issue. So is this ever, I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Um, I just, uh, is this ever addressed um, in the future kind of retcon to be like, I mean, like there's a hidden chamber. Um, this guy is a cripple and uh, he needs a cane and he loses a cane. He finds a cane, which turns in, like gives him a, you know, creates him to be a medium for Thor to whatever. Like, does this all get kind of cleaned up later? Like someone's saying this was all planned. Yes. Yes. And I, yeah. and I was wondering the same thing when I read this issue. And then we find out, I think when we read the what if issue, it kind yeah. of explains a little bit about how Odin was kind of behind this. That yep. was the different world. That's not this world. This is the no, no, no. But, but then Trust me, Matt. I did my research. Okay, it was retconned that Odin planned all of this. Okay. Okay. Okay, Matt. Okay. Just... <laughs> at what point? Again, these are just rookie questions. Um, at what point did 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 Thor take over Journey into Mysteries um, numbering when he got his yeah. own book? Yeah. Yep. Yes. It's it's. it's... <laughs> It's him, Jacob. I'm so sorry. That was great. She's like, of course, he took over his numbering. Damn it. <laughs> no, I uh, no. It, he takes over his numbering in 126, 127. It turns into the Thor book, and from that point on, it's you know it's Thor's numbering the whole way through. Um, there's different ways to calculate the numbering, like the recent 750 issue that came out a few months ago. Like, I'm not sure what numbering they used for that, because if they use the Journey into Mystery numbering, there's 82 issues of Journey into Mystery that have nothing to do with Thor. Right. So was it kind of like uh, Doctor Strange and Strange Tales when it turned mm -hmm. yeah. 169 turned yep. into? Yeah. Oh, OK. Oh, no, yeah. I roll there, Jacob. That's fine when Michelle asked the question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to stand by that. <laughs> I'm staying out of this, okay? Moving forward. So, all right. Oh, Matt. Don't fall for it. Don't. Um, I like the coloring on this page. I don't know if anybody else wants to talk about the art. Um, and I, I like that art. he looks like uh, Hank Venture when he's holding that stick up and looking at it. <laughs> from does. the Venture Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the art's great in this. Oh, it, yeah. The, the early Jack Kirby stuff is probably the most redeeming part of these early stories because the early stories like are back crap banana pants. Like, is there? Well, okay. The first appearance of Loki is a fever dream. It's <laughs> like he turns all of New York into an ice cream sundae. Yep. And oh that's God, not I even a joke. I, that. I'm not even embellishing. That is not a joke. I love have it. to read that. Oh, it. Yeah. If people tell you like, like, oh man, I love the first appearance of Loki. I'm like, no, you don't. You no, you don't. It's not good. No. <laughs> it's like, it's just crazy. But 
Matt, you want to take us into the transformation scene? I do, man. We have some very Kirby, uh, kind of like uh, Hiroshima kind of uh, stuff going on here with the lightning striking uh, lame Dr. Blake. And uh, is that how you say it? That That is how you say it. Okay. Uh, so the, the cave is bathed in a blinding light. He's struck by lightning. The ancient cane is struck by lightning and it's changing. And he's uh, wondering, is this happening? Or am I going mad? And he's just basically like a shadow shape. Just he's broad, cool ink brush strokes, just kind of uh, in place of like pencil. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. And then we get this great panel of him, like just raising his arms in triumph and the the cane has turned itself into Mjolnir, and it says, um, he says, no, it, it isn't mad. I can feel my body bursting with power, power such as I've never known. Mm. And there's a really cool pain off of that where um, his head and Mjolnir are, are cast in shadow, and yeah. the rest of his body is in light. And he's realizing that the, the cane has become a hammer, and he's been transformed, and there are words on it. And on the bottom row, we get to see a very famous inscription. It says, whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. And he's like, Thor, the legendary god of, th- of thunder, the mightiest warrior of all mythology. This is his hammer, and I I am Thor. And he swings it around, and he's he's just like a kid in a candy store. Ta-da. Now we, fi- we, finally, have, we finally have Thor in the Marvel Universe. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right, Matt. I mean, uh, what's so great, and I mean, this is this whole issue and this whole beginning run, is that the team of Kirby and Sinnott together, I mean, might be the greatest pencil and inker team in Marvel history, honestly. Like, I just, uh, they're, they're so highly esteemed. And it's for these, it's for these reasons, like a lot of the shadows and a lot of the the care that Sinnott takes, like Sinnott just understands Kirby at a cellular level. So yeah. when they work together, it, it is as perfect as comic art is going to get. Well, it's, I mean, it's a two by three page, right? And on four of the, or five of the six panels, you don't see Blake. You don't see, all you see is a human form yeah. and it's all enshrouded mm-hmm. in shadow because they're holding back this transformation until the end, which is yeah. really cool. Which it feels like maybe that should have been like, I don't mean to like question how these geniuses did their, their craft, but like that almost feels like something you want to save for a page turn. Yeah, I know. Like the, like as the transformation is in a, in a small little, like little box. I'm like on this next page, we get this you know, big, huge, you know, art piece of him. Like, 60 years of you know 60 years of of critiquing i'm sure this book has been through like ah, it feels like you should have saved it for like a big page turn moment is big like almost like pinup kind of yeah. um reveal but pff, it's not like my opinion is going to change 60 years of comics so how how dare you ryan i yes i know uh, but all these guys are dead now so i think i don't think they'll mind so you're doing a thor Actually. podcast and you hate thor that's so weird i'm glad that's the message that came across because yeah. that was the message loud and clear my friend you hate good thor. To know my snyder I've been, podcast I've wasted a year of my life i like this transformation though and i like that it's only six panels as opposed to the last uh eight or nine that we've gotten so far mm-hmm. and you know, they're, they're, it's like nicely paired two, two, and two with different stages of the transformation. I do have to point out one thing I think is ridiculous from the last page. Why would anyone think that a wooden stick could move a boulder? 
like why would that's a, that's a huge plot hole and also why would, I, why would any couple with their marriage on the rocks think having a baby would save the marriage that's an interesting people get analogy, desperate matt yeah yeah that's a weird comparison but, but i get it oh good yeah. thankfully logic showed up so anyway i just i had to i had to get that out also i i thought it was a little strange that this inscription is on the hammer but i guess i don't know am i the only one who felt that way like uh, as opposed to the handle itself like you feel like it should be like like where where, where should the inscription be no i feel like Joe's. it should just be like you know you pick it up and you know it doesn't have to actually spell it out in words for you uh, yeah but you know that that carries through to i mean the most modern of thor issues like i don't know that's a i don't know ryan you're the thor expert that hates thor what do you think <laughs> Yes. More right. of a question yeah, than I've a, just been hate reading all these comics. I'm like <laughs> one of these days. Uh, uh, we no, like I think I think Jacob's uh, pretty spot on there. Like it carries into fairly modern comics, but then like when the movie, when the first Thor movie introduced the enchantment, when when Odin speaks to the hammer, it it only it goes on like as like a Celtic symbol, um, and I think comics after a while kind of reflected that where the hammer doesn't spell it out like fine print like it does in this but it's more yeah the enchantment is implied uh i think the reason they do this here is like it's the first time you're getting to know this character so it's like no like we're we're talking about this hammer specifically it's almost like they're putting a label maker on stuff (laughs) and they're just like i get i get the reasoning i get it 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 makes sense for this story especially from the silver age and all that i just think anyway i guess i'm alone in my thoughts there no you are alone there michelle and funny story if you turn me on your over the other side says do not microwave fish in the break room Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> basic knowledge oh. stuff we your know coffee now. grounds in the trash you yeah. barbarian um okay so moving on to the next page as ryan mentioned we do have a nice it's like a three-quarter splash page introducing us to part two of our story titled the power of thor and i, I do i love the art i love the colors here and you know so we see don blake newly donning his costume and his hammer and he he says a few moments ago i couldn't even budge this boulder but now i can lift it as if it were cardboard and so the splash page has him with the boulder in one hand and then his hammer in the other which is kind of uh, lit up by this white and yellow uh, effect and I love this page. I think it's cool. I think they could have used anything. I mean, cardboard was an odd choice of example there. It feels odd. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all I got. This is this was an easy page, but it's. I love the way Kirby. Sorry. I love the way that Kirby. Oh. Go go. The way that. (laughs) I love the way Kirby draws. I love the way that Kirby. I love the way that Kirby draws um, (laughs) Thor's face there, where he looks very hopeful and young, uh, almost like a Billy Batson or something like that. 
It's he like does really look sweet. Like it. Isn't it weird? Yeah, it 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 does it does kind of look like Billy Batson. You're right. It looks like very innocent and 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 sweet. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it, it's a strange choice, but it but it works. Mm -hmm. I agree. Michelle. So. <laughs> One of my favorite things about this page before we move on and do that whole Laurel and Hardy thing again uh, is the, sorry. sorry yeah, no, it's fine. I love it. When you see Thor uh, hold up the boulder, you get the first little glimpse of his workout style, like tunic. Mm -hmm. So he kind of dresses like how high school football players work out where they tear the sides of their shirts all the way out. <laughs> and it's, it looks more like a, like a poncho at that point. And this is really like a poncho that Thor has tucked into his belt. Uh, so I always thought that was weird. Like, why do you have the sides wide open, man? Like you, you, you look like a, you look like uh, you bully people for lunch money, uh, but, he's got, but he's, he's, he's rocking the the foot the football workout look. But you're yeah. right, though, Matt. That I don't know if it's the scale or just the facial expression here. He does. He looks like a child almost. He does. <laughs> but it's still really cool. I, I like the effect of the hammer in one hand, the boulder in the other. And then we have the cool uh, part two title and the, the two small panels at the top. I think it's pretty effective, but I felt the same about Thor himself here. It's not as grand as the first, like the opening splash page by any means. No. This is for all the kids that didn't get their polio vaccination or something like this is like their moment. Yeah, this is, it is. It's totally their moment. So, know. yeah, on the on the next page, we see that Thor closes up the cave exit and and then he sits down to try to figure this all out. Uh, I like that he's he, he's kind of remembering he's like Thor, the god of thunder. What do I remember of him from my school days? Uh, he was the he was the noblest and the strongest of the Norse gods. Uh, the fourth day of the week, uh, Thursday, was named in his honor. And then as he's as he's kind of figuring all this out, he he immediately is just like, well, what's happening to me? I'm changing again. And then suddenly he's back to lame Dr. Blake. And he says, oh, I'm, I'm back to normal. What happened? He says, wait, the inscription of the hammer. And he has to read the inscription again. To and then he figures out, he's like, oh, okay. I need to continually hold the hammer to retain Thor's strength. So uh, of course we realize this doesn't last for the entire run of the yeah. character, <laughs> but but uh, but it, it's very integral to the first couple stories, and and so he's 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 just working this out. He's like, okay, if I let go of it in about sixty seconds, I revert back to my normal self, and so yeah, he uh, he picks it up again, changes back into Thor. And he's just, he's just, um, it's funny when I was making notes for this, I was like, oh, okay. So he's thinking all this and I'm like, no, 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 this is an early sixties Marvel comic. He's monologuing all this out loud as, yeah, as utterances. is happening. Yeah. He's, 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 he's probably yelling this, honestly. There's so many exclamation yeah. points yeah, here. There are <laughs> exclamation points. He's screaming this for the, the next 20 years. <laughs> Stonemen are like, well, of course we found you. You were shouting. <laughs> like, yeah, you were, sh <laughs> you were shouting all this weird shit about Thor. We just looked around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I love that we get more of that kind of uh, like Matt was describing the the broad ink brush strokes and mm -hmm. the yellow lines to like during his change. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. 
it's so wild. cool. Yeah, and the colors, I mean, obviously, yeah, and the colors have a lot to do with this too. I know most of us are reading this um, digitally, so they've been recolored, but I know they're using Stan Goldberg as as the template here. And yeah, um, Goldberg's coloring was such a such a cool integral part to early Thor. Yeah, that and last the panel, uh, once he's unlocked the secret of how the hammer works, like that's the that's starburst in the background is gorgeous. That's so cool. Yeah. The oranges to reds. And like any level of Kirby. Yeah. Any level from like uh, any level of dynamism that comes through here is just like, yeah. Well, I think like sometimes when, like when I started reading comics, I knew who Jack Kirby was, but I didn't know why he was great. And I, I think a lot of it is like, you'll see like, Oh, how he draws Galactus and how he draws cityscapes. And I'm like, yeah, but he's also a master of detail. Like, and I think it's actually Kirby's details that make him so timeless. Uh, mm -hmm. Like his, like the design work he does on like his machines and the way he does like, you know, the way he sets scenes, I think is just awesome. Like even the, the for the forest panel, like, I love that. Like you actually feel like that's a place you could really go to because he adds so much detail and so much description to it. Um, but like even even early even early in Thor, like I think this is why like Jack Kirby doing Thor and mostly Fantastic Four for his like superhero stuff. It's just why Thor I think has stuck around because of all the visuals Kirby created. Um, yeah, I mean you're totally right, Ryan. I mean, and and none of us here were alive when this issue came out or when Kirby was at his peak in the 60s and so all of us have as comic fans have had to have our own journey of going back and rediscovering and and reading for the first time jack kirby's work and just understanding i don't know i'm sure all of you have had the same thing just like you were saying ryan like like that almost eureka moment in your mind when you're like oh i get it now i get yeah. why kirby's the most important comic artist of all time i feel like when i was younger I almost took this weird punk rock stance against Jack Kirby in a way. I'm just like, oh, everybody loves Jack Kirby. I think he's overrated, you know, and this was this was like 17 year old Jacob, you know, trying to be cool for no one that was paying attention. And uh, <laughs> who's uh, having that argument? But, with you? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that was me in my bedroom, you know, having that <laughs> argument with myself. And uh, but as I got older and the more that I read and I was just like, oh, man, I was a moron because, yeah, Jack Kirby is 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 pretty much responsible for every everything that's great about comics that all of us when we were kids kind of figured out and understood and it, and it all comes from Kirby. I, I see that forest panel there. And I just think, man, Vinny Coletta is just rubbing his hands. Like there's so much to erase, <laughs> he is. erase Vinny that Col tree and that yeah. tree. There's so many Vinny trees that don't deserve to be there. <laughs> yeah. So many people No, you're right. You're right. Vinny Coletta is waiting in the wings, like Nosferatu style, waiting to ruin yeah. Kirby's art <laughs> at, a, at a future date. Can you imagine being like being Kirby, like being so great that when a guy notoriously inks over your stuff, you're like, I'll just draw more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, see, I would think that, like, I imagined that, you know, Kirby was offended by what Coletta was doing, but I would think that Joe Sinnott would be the most offended. Like, the yeah. guy that inks Kirby the best and understands everything about Kirby. Like, I wanted to imagine that that Sinnott, I, I, I want to see a knife fight between Sinnott right. and Coletta. Like and just, just. Hack. Yeah, and Ew, just see Sinnott just Jacob? fucking stab that guy and just be like, <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Coletta wow. Senate, Madison Square Garden. Oh man, I'd be at I'd be at that fight ringside, man. Oh my yeah. goodness. Like, yeah, George Martin and Phil Spector. Like yeah. George Martin's like, you idiot. <laughs> the greatest band in the world. Ring the strings all over him. Yeah. The, on the on the next page, Thor kind of shows off his myriad of powers. Uh, he throws the mallet and it comes back to him, uh, you know, like it like it is supposed to do, uh, no matter how far it goes or no matter they, they really play off of this in early Silver Age, no matter what is in between Thor and the hammer, it must return to him. So they, they do some cool kind of plot stuff with that eventually. Uh, the, also, the hammer cannot be broken. They do stuff with that. Uh, he, he cleaves a tree in half with the hammer. I really like that panel, too, because um, the hammer's coming at you as the reader. And again, it's that sense of dynamism, you know, that Kirby is so well known for. It's, uh, it feels like it's actually coming out of the page at you. Um, there's, you know, there's nothing that can stop him. And then uh, Thor figures out how his manipulation of the weather happens. And, and he him being the god of thunder kind of starts more like how aurora monroe can control the weather um it's less about lightning and it's more about rain and snow and thunderstorms it's very storm from the x-men ask in in this beginning uh introduction but now we know all the powers that thor has and what he's able to do um now that he now that don blake has been transformed into this god character um yeah anything from that powers page before we move on to my favorite dragon panel of the entire issue <laughs> i have questions you do okay good good um, good i love that middle panel showing uh Mjolnir coming back through the tree that's just that should be a poster like a pop art poster yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. how long uh was this kind of aurora like thing going on until they refine it down to like no truly the god is the god of thunder and lightning like let's just kind of rein it in yeah i think they use it like so many of these powers and so many of these stipulations they transition out fairly fast okay um like within the first like few years okay um and 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 like there's also powers that will show up for one issue and then they'll never do it again. Um, mm-hmm. Like we're going to talk about one in our what if issue that I'll, re- I'll, I'll tell you like when that was used, because it was never used again. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's silver age comics. Like you just make up stuff. Um, yeah. You know, at some point it's like, what do we need Spider-Man to do? Oh, he can do that thing. Right. Or what I you can know. get a table at any restaurant in the city. Yeah. <laughs> That's a power of this issue. Yeah, I, I, I have no doubt. Uh, <laughs> I want that power. I love that last <laughs> panel as well. Um, also, another pop art kind of gem right there. Yeah, him, there's a uh, lot of these panels you Mjolnir can just like, take out of context and yeah, really oh cool. yeah, like being struck totally. by lightning with that big boom, kind of like weaving behind his figure. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. So yeah. cool. And the colors there are really unique too. Because Thor himself is like a pale pink, peach color, and then you have like mm-hmm. the the purple background and the yellow grass. It's just it's so different from the rest of the page, which is very blue, sky blue. And this is a neat part. It reminds me of kind of when um, Sam Wilson is training with the Captain America shield in the the series, you know, like he's just kind of alone, just like figuring things out like that gives me those vibes here. For sure. 
It's a good yeah. montage. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it's a workout montage. Yeah, it's a training montage. Yeah. 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 It's like you uh, inherit a fiddle or something like that. And you've seen somebody play it a lot. And then you're like, oh, that's how he makes that sound, right? You bend this up or you stroke mm-hmm. the bow in this way. Like, yeah, I think it's cool. Um, it gets a little geeky here, though, on the next page. Um, it's a little, Very. you know, left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down, A, B, A, B, A thing. Like, he's like, then to end the storm, I merely stamped this handle three times on the ground. Thump, thump, thump. But if I should stamp it but once, it's like an infomercial. The hammer changes back into a cane. One. I once again become doc, lame Dr. Don Blake. I'm asserting it every single time. No, and as you should. Sure enough, he turns back into Dr. Blake uh, holding the, the uh, you know, tree branch cane in his uh, little weird hat and suit. And he's like, wow, to think that's just been hidden in the cave, just waiting to be found. I've wasted enough time, though. The world has to be warned of the presence of the stone men. <laughs> so he, uh, <laughs> we cut to a NATO airbase, and they see this fleet of UFOs flying by, and they scramble all their jets to address the uh, this possible threat. And the aliens see them and say, the humans have sent up armed aircraft. We shall soon dispose of them. Set up the monster image. And a moment later, a huge three-dimensional picture flashes across the sky. And we see this giant blood red demon dragon thing roaring. It's the size of about, I don't know, 15 jets. Like it's huge. Yeah, it's massive. And pilots are freaking out going, what what in the name of heaven is it? It's headed right for us. We can't bank in time. Bail out. Hit the silk. I never heard that term for I never heard the term hit the silk for hit the silk. I, I didn't I didn't know what that was supposed to have meant either. Yeah. But that was, that was still song. my favorite yeah. panel and my my favorite part of this entire story was the, the dragon projection in the sky. That's fucking fantastic, dude. Yeah, it is so weird. I actually read through that, I was really tired, and I moved to the next page. I was like, wait a minute, was wait, there wait, a giant wait. red dragon? And I went back and read the page again. <laughs> Did I sure miss enough. a dragon somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hit the silk might be the best line. It is in, the best line for the sure. Yeah. I think it's in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I haven't seen that. Have you guys seen that yet? I, I have yet to see it. So, I have not. I heard, I heard no, it's I haven't fantastic. been on an airplane yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something I would watch only on an airplane when I was desperate for something to watch. Yeah. The new the newest Top Gun movie. I keep hearing it's so good. Like Really? Yeah, people people are like raving about it. Anyway, we're we're going off the rails here. I think they're yeah. raving. <laughs> Come for the volleyball scene, stay for the fighter jets. Stay for <laughs> yeah. the homoeroticness. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I love volleyball so much. Yeah. They I do. Love you. They just love, I love it. oiling you up with <laughs> lotion. Yeah. God damn it. I'd have to watch the original because I don't, I barely remember the movie, but I figured I'd watch the original, then go and, and see the new mm. one. And then I'll yeah. report back to all three of you and let you know if it's worth Good it. Good mini Ber- review. Berlin's song of the, in the first film was the best part of the first film. Yeah, that's a great take song. My, take my breath away. The great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Yeah, it is a great soundtrack. Yeah. Michelle, you want to get, get yeah. us to page 10? Yeah, so oh, it's page 11, right? Page 11. Yeah. Okay, so right after the most exciting moment in the story so far with the dragon in the sky, 
Really? We we see a crippled that... man has learned to walk, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. But an optical illusion is way more exciting. It to is. Me, at this point in the story, that the, the dragon optical illusion in the sky was just what I needed to like get a second wind and reading, and I was, <laughs> you know, I was really into it. That's anyway. true. Fair enough. So, so the aliens on this next page, it opens with the aliens bragging about how easy it was to trick the earthlings with their dragon projection. Um, and we see the projection kind of uh, fading from the sky there. And then we see the, uh, the alien spaceship repelling all of the missiles uh, with their atomic force field. So then uh, lame Donald Blake watching from below, he says, Earth's weapons are useless against the invaders, but perhaps what 20th century science can't do as he changes into that nice Kirby brushstroke, uh, this time with a red background, he says, the God of thunder can very dramatic amazing the next panel we have the alien guys uh strange a moment ago the sky was clear yet now there is a storm brewing how can this be our weather instruments did not forecast it yeah so, welcome to earth's weathermen yeah totally <laughs> yeah i love how they look like that those profiles those guys in that panel they look like um that old 70s uh littering commercial with the native americans like they just look very taciturn and like sad and depressed oh like, no just one, I, one single tear you don't know you're too one. young yeah probably jacob and i are old Luckily, Oof. I am an expert in 70s advertising, so I got that reference. <laughs> yeah, Ryan gets nice. it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's referenced very commonly now, but so much like in Family Guy and Simpsons and stuff like that. I, it's weird that people have kind of forgotten it. The source. What's The Simpsons? Yeah. Uh, it's the show that should have been canceled 20 years ago. So it's funny. I actually... Uh, I didn't mean to, but I chose my grumpy old men uh, pint glass tonight from a, a brewery in Georgia I went to, actually yeah. called Grumpy Old Men Brewing, and uh, yeah. I think it might be very fitting, Matt. Freud anyway. says there are no accidents, so <laughs> I think this is all very clear. What did so, we do to you, huh? <laughs> I am just kidding. You guys are fantastic. I love that movie. Oh. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're almost done with this page. Okay, guys. So the last two panels of the page, so we um, we see Thor. He he starts whirling his hammer, um, and he learns that by doing so, he can let go for a split second and then kind of latch on and fly through the air. So he decides to catapult himself with his hammer to uh, uh, save the world from these aliens. And that's where we leave off. And the last panel is a little interesting. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I didn't love it. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't love it. It's weird. If you like, buy I, this book uh, from Kirby at a show and you give him an extra 20 bucks, he will draw a sketch in the first page in the frontispiece. piece. That's, a, that's what you get. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I love the spell transformation, like the transformation panels are, are, are great and they're just as simple, but for some reason, this doesn't quite do it for me. It, maybe it's just the silhouette of him. He, I, I don't know. Well, it's weird. I feel like they're trying to, um, they're trying to uh, demonstrate flight, you know, that there's movement, but it's just, it's not done in a way that I think is really good or that will be repeated a ton of times. And it's supernaturally so, fast, right? Like had, had yeah. 
Had had yeah. we broken the sound barrier yet at this point? Not yet, right? Not explicitly, no. no. Like, I'm sure that's them like saying, like, how do you like show supernatural fast travel? You know, like, yeah, exactly. I, I get what yeah. he's trying to do. It just it's just a little dodgy. It seems kind of like one of those fantastic Ditko panels of like a weird horror story where it's just like the shadow man. Yeah, <laughs> it almost looks more like he's disappearing. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah, that's, he's a, that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, he says I'm pulled along after it like the tail of a rocket, but there's uh, that's our only indication of how fast he's going besides the fact that he looks like a a shadow on a pavement or something here. Yeah. Chalk drawing of outline of a body <laughs> on the ground. That sounds it's like Pompeii. Yeah, it is. That's where yeah. Thor was like, when the volcano exploded. They, they would have known how to do flying superheroes back then because like Superman had been around forever. You know, even oh like yeah, I mean, they, I, I, yeah, I almost feel like this is Kirby experimenting in a way. Like it's Kirby and Senate being like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, we got to try and do this. Let's how how are we going to demonstrate that? Yeah, I agree. But yeah, that's what not, like with a Ditko reference. Like it's they're trying to push the boundaries yeah. a little bit and do something different. Like show it's extra special, strange. Yeah. And I mean, this is 1962, you guys. I have to keep reminding myself of that because the mm-hmm. art is so damn good for that time period. I mean, some oh, yeah. stuff that we've seen in the, like the late 70s is absolute shit compared to this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you want to talk yes. about the 90s too? Yeah. yeah no, 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 no. Let's not go there, please. Let's not go there. Anatomy that Ouch. doesn't even make sense. Yeah. <laughs> muscles yeah. on muscles on muscles. Pouches, yeah. on pouches, yeah. on pouches. pouches on pouches. Yeah. <laughs> no guys ever do did leg day. Like it's all upper no. body stuff. Yeah. Uh, fuck torsos so that are just illogical. So strange. everyone's screaming constantly, even oh, when yep. they sleep. The yeah. hair makes no sense. It's, it's like it's like manga hair. Yeah. But like <laughs> somehow like Super longer sad. and less attuned to gravity. Yeah. Yep. Seven but, foot yeah. guns. Nobody has feet. <laughs> so much rubble no this is this is a great 90s pylon we're doing here this is awesome dystopian hellscape like everything yeah that's the message of this show is never read 90s comics oh my gosh all right ryan i'm gonna bring us to the next page i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna reel us in we're uh we're in part three now it says uh it's it's funny. So it says Thor the Mighty strikes back, which I, I don't know. Did that throw you? I was just like, what? Uh, I don't know. For struck? some reason, yeah, maybe strikes for the first time. Yeah, well, and also like Thor the Mighty too. I was just like, we're so used oh, to the yeah, Mighty yeah. Thor, and I was just like, Thor the Mighty. Like, yeah, that kind of I don't know. That messed me up for some reason. I was with so, Michelle. I was like, wait, yeah. what? when was the first offense? Yeah, did <laughs> you... what is he retaliating against here? Uh, <laughs> long. Long before the Empire, Thor yeah. struck back first. <laughs> Thor strikes back first blood. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is a so we only get a four panel page on this. So in the first panel, Thor, Thor is uh, flying towards the aliens, who uh, who are like you know behold the Earthling flying through the air to attack us, and the other guy's like do not slay him. He must be captured and studied because he's Ooh. an alien. You know they they want to study shit. And, and then um, uh, Thor strikes back at them. Here's the, where the strikes back comes. He, he basically is whirling his hammer around the aliens, like, like just totally st- smashing their rock skin. I love that panel. I love how cool it is. And the aliens are really freaked out being like, his whirling weapon holds us at bay. 
And then uh, on the third panel, one of the aliens says, wait, he is directly beneath our captive cage. In a moment, he will be our helpless prisoner. And then they drop a really weird looking cage on him. Like just in a, I, I, I don't know, just the design of it, everything about it was really strange. But anyhow, yeah, on that fourth panel, a, a weird cage is dropped on him. And one of the aliens off panel says, ha, he is ours. And the cage drops with a giant thud. And there's no playset yet. No, no playset yet. While reading this, I, I, and I got to this page, I literally said out loud, like, oh, of course. Yeah. Of course <laughs> they have a magic, How did I not uh, see crate. it? <laughs> yeah. And he's directly beneath it, weirdly enough. Yeah. Like, okay, but like, it's so confusing because Thor, he flies up onto this uh, cliff or this ledge. <laughs> So it, it, did he end up underneath the spaceship and that's where this is coming from? Like, I don't understand how this is, or is it coming from the sky? Like, I, I think it's a that. robot arm that came out yeah. of something. Oh uh, yeah. That, you, like you a like claw it. machine yeah, claw kind of machine. thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. It reminded me of the, the mousetrap mouse board game. Mousetrap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Immediately thought the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Wait. I love that perfect circle of the arc of Mjolnir. Like, it's like yeah. if Kirby and Senate did that in the dark ages they'd be burned yeah it's that perfect <laughs> it's like circle that's sorcery my friend that's sorcery yeah <laughs> would it I make you feel it. better if it was mythology yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i just like how how you know the first the that first panel where thor was just like flying up onto the the ledge and all the the aliens are just kind of like watching and Whoa. It's like he's pogo I, I sticking. <laughs> yeah, it is. He, I, I, he, I was like, what, why do they always have to be like, what is that, super, super prone? Superman like, style, yeah. But yeah, like laying down, like, why can't you just be like crotch first? Like, just, just go, bro. Like, <laughs> that Hulk, is what he Hulk, is. Hulk, that's how Hulk jumps. Yeah, you're right. You that know? is how Hulk jumps. So there, there is a precedent set there. Or like most of the yeah. times when you see Spider-Man on a cover, if he's swinging underneath, you just get you get hit, you get a picture of him legs up. It just yep, that's it's right. right in the groin ass just area. Tank forward. It's always tank forward. <laughs> just it's like Spidey. God, man, that's that aggressive. Does. It's aggressive. It is. Yeah, this is a very Pogo esque. Uh, way for him to land on the battlefield but let's so. say though i mean I, I love that bottom left panel uh as the trap is dropping on him like the way that kirby and center did his his face it just he looks mm -hmm. so cool in these early he shows. Yeah, cool. he does look cool and he has the muscles like a lot of muscles in his forearms interesting there. yeah man it's like three oh. rows of i know <laughs> Interesting. So we need like a doctor on this show to be like, are there actually that many muscles in your yeah. forearm? No, it's like totally knuckle not. creases. A chart yes. that's like pointing to the it chart. Brings down an anatomy yeah. chart. Yeah, like you'll you'll see on the chart here uh, that, that that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work that way. And now, ever since Matt mentioned it at the top of the show, I, I'm obsessed with his wrestling style belt. I know, right? I want one for my <laughs> office or something. It's almost like like Stan Lee when he's like, well, what are the kids like these days? Ah, they love Bruno Sammartino. So yeah. let's put let's put a belt in there. You turkey neck. Make him look like the champ. Yeah. Man, God, if he was only Jesse Ventura. Um <laughs> so on the next page, as as Thor is trapped in this mouse trap style uh, apparatus, he he he's getting 
he's getting jeered at by the other uh, stone men. And he, we kind of get a little bit of that Victorian like shtick uh, here with this line. He's like, iron bars do not a prison make. And he <laughs> bends them apart and he walks out. <laughs> and uh, the the stone men are, are still determined, you know, like they were going to capture him, but now they're just like, ah, disintegrate him. Like we went from capturing to disintegrating real fast, mm-hmm. um, which worries me. That these guys maybe aren't the, the most thoughtful, you know, tacticians. Uh, Thor throws the hammer. He knocks all the weapons out of their hands and then they decide, oh, he cannot be stopped. So they must release the mechano mechano monster just a, a big robot uh and uh they're you know like they did at the end of last page we're like oh he's captured game over they're like oh the mechano monster game over and but on the page turn we see how that goes one thing i did notice about the stoneman uh that we were talking about like their bodies um how they're drawn they're an easter island head but then mm-hmm. like that's Ben Grimm, the thing's body. Yeah. Yes. Like coloring and everything. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> if you just switched the head, that's the thing entirely. Yeah. And I 100%. guess I'd never noticed that before going through this read through, but yeah, the, the, the mechano monster is coming to, uh, to get Thor. And then we're, we're, we're at the last page already. I know. Nice and brief. Um, I, I love in that upper right-hand panel, um, the stoneman that guy there is like you know he must be slain like i would love to have a aurora model kit of that and paint that all green <laughs> have that on your, your desk that looks rad you know um, I, I love I thought about the next panel sorry no on the next panel oh i was just gonna say the the next panel um i love that uh the way the hammer's coming kind of towards the viewer that that perspective there as he's throwing it that seems like it's kind of a a progressive, cool, dynamic way of showing that, that uh, I think a lot of other artists would have shirked and, uh, and avoided. I love it. I was, just, uh, I was just going to say that <laughs> while reading this issue, I, I did kind of think to myself, I would love to have a tiny action figure of one of these green stone mm-hmm. aliens. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. absolutely own one of those. <laughs> it would be right here on my shelf and that would be very fantastic. Thank yeah, they're great. The, the closest thing Hart. you're going to get is a Korg action figure from the movies, probably. No, that's true. Eh. Like that. So are Korg and and like is Korg like officially of this race, like in canon? Yeah, or is this, that just a... no. This is Korg. This is Korg. like one of oh. these guys. It's the first appearance of Korg. Okay. So the, I think at one point they retconned it, like to where it was like, oh no, the. The Korg that we're talking about, you know, later on is actually the one from here. But I don't think they had any aspirations for him as a character um, at this point. But I'm sure somewhere along the way, some author was like, oh, hey, we could reuse that character. Um, you know, because Aaron did it with Gore. And I, I I don't know who would have done it with Korg. I'll have to look that up and um, see if I can find that answer. Just curious. Um, yeah, so that page strong like you were saying, um, Meccano, what is it? The Mechano Monster, the dreaded Mechano Monster, which is a, yeah, very interesting little uh, robot. It comes out and, you know, Thor's like saying, well, he's got everything in his favor, everything except the hammer of Thor. And he hits it with Mjolnir and he breaks into pieces and the the stone men are freaking out. It's like, he's he's vanquished the Mechano Monster. 
He's too mighty, too skilled in the art of battle. So they're all starting to retreat back to the ships. We must flee to this accursed planet. And as they're flying away, Thor's holding the hammer over his head, saying, I've beaten them. I have proven that the power of the hammer and the might of the Thunder God are invincible. Nothing can conquer Thor. Nothing. And then the army start to approach and kind of check out the scene. So he um, he doesn't want to, you know, to have a secret be known yet. So he wants to be an international curiosity. And so he bangs the hammer down once to change back into lame Dr. Blake. And um, the army guys are looking and saying, hey, they're all flying off. It's like, well, I wonder could have made him, you know, flee the planet like that. I don't know. There's no one inside except that lame passerby with a gnarled old cane. Well, that it's a cinch that skinny gent isn't Earth's secret weapon. As Don Blake hobbles off, limping, saying, the menace has ended. Now it's time for me to go back to the States, taking with me the greatest power ever known to mortal man. And the last panel is an editor's note saying, Thor the Mighty, the greatest new superhero of all time, will appear regularly in Journey into Mystery. Reserved next month's issue now at your news dealer. Uh, and it's sure to be a sellout, so don't be dumb. It, not Thor, it's Thor -er. for some reason Thor -er. on the last panel they add another R to his name it I is? have no no idea why what are you, what, where are you reading it? Which from channel? Marvel Unlimited oh. yeah I'm reading the Marvel Unlimited really? Yeah, it's not Thor. in there? yeah and, and it says editor's note and then right under editor's note yeah, the yeah. word Thor is T-H-O-R-R Oh, I don't oh know it's it. not it's not like that in mine on oh, comicsology. Interesting. I'm on huh. a um a pirate site. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm on R, the comicsology site and uh, it's one R for me. Wow, interesting. Yeah. That is really weird. <laughs> Any uh so as we've gotten to the end here of our revisiting of the first appearance of Thor, uh I would love for us to just go around and like final thoughts on the issue um, and kind of seal up our an our anniversary festivities that we've been doing on the show. Uh, I'd love to go uh, we'll start with Matt, Matt, what were, since you took this last page, what were some of your thoughts on the, the issue as a whole? Like, uh, and what did you walk away from this uh, with uh, in, in your mind? Had you ever read this one before? No, I hadn't. Oh, okay. So this was really fresh. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I loved the art overall. Um, really stood out. Uh, we've we've praised this throughout the whole thing. Some of the dynamism and some of the inventiveness uh, in the approach to the storytelling. I love these stonemen and their design. I think they were super charming and and cute. Like the same way you know you see a monster in a movie and you're like, oh my god, I want to have those. Like the tooth fairies in uh, Hellboy two. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Plot wise, it was just kind of weird having this threat introduced at the beginning. This power introduced a hero, you know, being created essentially in the middle third and then like the threat kind of resolved by the hero. Like it was, you know, it, it was a little clunky story-wise. Yeah. Uh, nice job, Blair. Nice try. But um, yeah, I mean, I love the art and, you know, it's a it's a early Silver Age story. So it's going to be a little clunky here and there. So I really liked it. If I were a kid at this time, I think I probably would have bought that next issue of Thor. <laughs> because it was sure to be a sellout well it's uh, sure to be yeah i don't have a news agent because i was from a small town but i would have <laughs> yeah jacob what about you man what were uh, your thoughts going back to the first appearance of thor well agreeing with matt 
Like the art's absolutely, uh, absolutely the best thing about this issue. Like just yeah, Kirby Senate. It's it's a team that that cannot be beat. Story wise, I mean, I, I'm almost a little surprised. I mean, I know they're introducing like a new superhero character, but as far as the story goes, it, it's very typical of this era of Journey into Mystery or Tales to Astonish. Like it's a, I mean, it's almost a cookie cutter story from those anthology series, just with the character of Thor, like kind of plastered on the front of it, right. you know, just like shoehorned into it. Cause I've read a hundred stories exactly like this in, in yeah. the uh, late Atlas era, early silver age at Marvel. But um, so a part of me is a little shocked that they kind of went all in and didn't, you know, and that Martin Goodman wasn't waiting for, for uh, sales figures to come back until he decided like, oh, no, no, this will be a reoccurring character. Like they went fucking <laughs> yeah. all in. Like at the, at the last page, they're just like, nope, he's going to be regularly appearing in Journey into Mystery. So, so I was slightly shocked that they went all in on this character, but uh, obviously I'm glad they did. And it's going to... It's going to get a lot better, a lot better than this is. I, I, I see a question in the front. Jacob or, or Ryan or anyone, do, do you think that um, Stan's batting average at this point uh, with Fantastic Four and Amazing Fantasy 15 and everything kind of like Goodman gave them like a, just like a, I trust you guys. Like, if you think this is the next thing, you're, you're selling a lot of fucking books. Like, sorry, part of my friend. Yeah. Um, no, I think you're right, Matt. I think that I think that uh, Stan Lee and and his brother Larry, to a certain extent, had a lot of clout at this point because, yeah, they're hitting nothing but home runs in yeah. '61 and '62. Like Jesus, it's it's some of the greatest characters ever created in comics in like a 14 month period. So so yeah, yeah, I mean that that probably does have something to do with it. Like it makes me think of like after Nirvana got signed and Nevermind came out, like all those sales, like they just went out and grabbed every goddamn band that was loud. Yep. And they sunk millions of dollars into like all this stuff, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, most of these didn't pay out, but you know. They took some swings. They earned the swings. Mm -hmm. Like, and then like, I mean, we're only we're only like less than a year away from you know Iron Man, the X Men. Um, you know they're they're gonna they're gonna start the Avengers in a in a year or two. Like the like you say, the batting average is he he's in the solid you know an unrealistic batting average like the eight hundreds nine hundreds. Yeah, totally. So it's like well, I mean, yeah, like there were books that like, of course, didn't pan out. Like the Hulk book only ran for six issues That's and right. then it got eventually put into a tales to tales to astonish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, so like they would, like, even if a book kind of failed, like they didn't give up on the character. So I think like, even at this point, it's like, yeah, even if Thor can't maintain his own book, like there's no reason we can't put him in with, this Iron Man guy or, you know, in the with the the Human Torch, you know, because everyone got hooked up with the Human Torch at some point. Um, but yeah, like I think it's that point where like Stan had kind of proven that he when he took a big swing, uh, he was worth the risk. So, yeah. And an anthology book like this, I mean, it's definitely even a, a less of a risk, right? To say this oh, is yeah. a recurring character in this anthology's book of reprints, like how how low risk could this be, right? 
Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think it was smart for them to, you know, come out of the gate with this story and then say, hey, he's going to be returning. Because, like, why not at least try it out for six issues or so before you, True. you know, take a step back and, you know, read the letters and <laughs> see what the sales have been. But Michelle, yeah. what did yeah. you think about this issue as a whole? Because I assume this was your first time reading this as well. Yeah, it was actually. And I, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it was, you know, it's not perfect, but it, it's a, it's a quirky, cool little sixties, uh, you know, comic story. And I, I, I adore it. I think it's fantastic. And I had so much fun uh, reading it with you guys and chatting about it. And yeah. Well, I, I mean, that this story is when I when I talked to Michelle on our Age of Conchu episode, I I maybe undersold this a little oh, bit. Oh, totally. You to- you you, you made me think that this was going to be like the worst comic I had ever read in my entire life. But it, <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. But I, I will it, say the fact that they're telling us that Korg the, from the movie is this little green guy. I don't I don't buy it. But whatever. So I did a quick little bit of research and I can't believe I forgot this. Uh, the person that bring Cor- brings Korg back, uh, they wait till like the 2000s to do it. And Greg Pak brings him back for the Incredible Hulk. And he's a part of World War Hulk and yeah. Planet, Planet Hulk, Hulk. All that. Yeah, he's from Planet Hulk. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first time I ever saw him. Yeah. yeah so, me too. Uh, but it is it's, canonically, it's the same character. So. Uh, yeah, that is wild. crazy. He's not even green anymore. I mean, no, he's, well, he's older. They're, actually, he's they're, older. Not even, they're not even green by the time we get to the what if issue 10. They're yellow. Yeah, okay, but that's an alternate universe, actually. Sorry. But anyway, <laughs> but, you guys are going to have to wait a couple weeks to, to yeah. actually understand what I'm what I just said. So whatever. So, I really do appreciate your you, uh, Ryan, shedding this light on this. Um, this jock football team kind of workout. Uh, I love tunic. it. It's my favorite thing. Like the first panel of the last page where he's yep. saying the hammer of Thor. That that's a, that's him showing off his, all of his lat work. Oh my gosh. He listens to so much skid row and just power lifted. He you know, listens like, to so I, much. I, 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 sh- I did all the work. You guys get all the awards. Oh God. Yeah. Look at this. I do. I do lats day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I've never understood that. Like the, the shark gills. Uh, yeah. on, it's like <laughs> talk about something that's unattainable for like 99% of comic book fans. Yeah. That's Sexy right. and creepy yeah. at the same time. Like, like yeah. his yeah, his forearms as like a 12-year-old boy, like reading this, you'd be yeah. pretty mm-hmm. sad. Where, yeah. where are the where are those Charles Atlas ads? Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say well, those, those ads probably ads really work. <laughs> yeah, there's like they, 10 Charles Atlas ads in this issue, I'm sure. So so yeah, they got you covered. Oh totally, my goodness. totally. Are Everybody you a think- doctor who needs a cane to limp around like a <laughs> yeah. loser and has a crush on a nurse who takes care of him? Send the dollar ninety nine to this audience. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, thank you for joining me for uh, this revisited uh, journey into mystery uh, eighty three look for our anniversary. Uh, we've had a lot of fun um, with the you know celebrating the 60th anniversary of Thor, but also celebrating the first uh, anniversary of the show. So I appreciate you guys coming on for this episode. Um, it just it means the world, and you guys are a hoot and a, a holler to hang out with. So in a few weeks, we're gonna do this again. And we're gonna talk about the craziest 
what if issue what if jane foster had become thor um because it never it never happened again no one ever did this uh it never set the internet on fire no one was ever upset again um it only happened this one time uh so we're gonna cover what if issue 10 uh and we're gonna have a lot of fun with that just before love and thunder comes out michelle you have a question Well, not a question. I just wanted to make sure I got this in before you ended the episode. Happy Absolutely. anniversary. Happy oh. one year anniversary, Ryan. Congratulations. Yes. And cheers to one year of awesome content and your love and hate of Thor as a character. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. I've been trying to toast the entire program and you just won't. I just keep drinking, but you won't let me say anything. I just, yeah, well, my, my cold decaf coffee is not appealing right now. <laughs> um, but thank Still. you guys. Uh, honestly, like when I started this podcast, uh, I had several people that were like, are you sure you want to talk about Thor like every week? I'm like, yeah, I am. I am. So uh, back when it was just me recording stuff in my garage by myself, um, we come all the way to now. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun and I look forward to another great year uh, of good stuff. But we are going to sign off for now. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll chat at you later. Peace. Goodbye. There you have it, everybody. That is us revisiting Journey into Mystery 83, the first appearance of Thor in Marvel Comics. I want to thank Michelle, Matt, and Jacob for stopping by. They are three of the most hilarious people just to hang out with. And especially when you have a few drinks, you read some comics. My gosh, you just never know what's going to happen. So I hope you enjoyed that chat. Go check out Werewolf by Night. They are wrapping up their second season right now and those episodes are just the most fun to listen to you can also go check out michelle's youtube channel moonlit comics and her instagram she posts just the comics she's collecting over there and she has great commentary because she's a relatively new fan so go check both of uh those uh, go check out werewolf by night go check out moonlit comics you will enjoy them immensely i assure you also you can go check us out on patreon the thor core is growing and i want to thank the members of the thor core right now a thor core that you can be a part of if you go over and join us but the current thor core consists of will joshua eric and phil thank you all very much for joining for supporting the show i hope you're enjoying ulix unstoppable show We just dropped the first episode of that last week. So I hope you're enjoying that. We're going to talk about the second time that Ulick faced off against Thor in just a few weeks when Ulick unleashed the Mangog on the world. So the stakes are just getting bigger for Ulick. And he's got his own show now, which is crazy. I might be the only person on the internet that is covering Ulick on an issue by issue basis. So, hey. All the more reason to go join the Thor Corps and check out that. We're also going to be releasing episodes ahead of time on the Thor Corps Patreon page. So join and get episodes weeks in advance. Yeah, that's a great reason to go join the Thor Corps over there on Patreon. Before we get out of here today, I want to also ask an an anniversary favor of you all. If you've enjoyed this episode and you want to give us an anniversary gift, 
be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes and Spotify. That would really help us out to know what we're what we're doing on the show, what you're enjoying, what you're what you're thinking about the show, and it also helps more people join us on the Bifrost. It helps more people find this show. And with the movie coming out, we want everybody to get the most Thor content they possibly can. So if you want to leave a review and a rating, that would be awesome. We thank you very, very much for that. Until we see you next time aboard the Rainbow Bridge, remember, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, however you're listening to us today, we thank you for listening and we remind you to stay worthy.